0: Hey there, future fans! This week it is episode 200. In this episode, I have a couple announcements. I reminisce on 200 episodes of podcasting, and we have a show like normal where we talk about news, movies, and trailers. Not a lot, though, because I do want to keep this episode under an hour, but let's not waste any more time. My future friends, it is time for episode 200 of Future Flicks with Billiam. everyone welcome to the show that's right it is episode 200 the big two zero technically if we're being real technical about it it's episode 210 because if you remember if you've been around the block with me for a while i did a few one-shot episodes where i was just reviewing a movie i called those movie night and in a pre-covid time those were the episodes 10 of them where I would dedicate to talking about a a movie, usually the bigger ones. I do want to start doing those again. You know, a, a way to get more listeners on top of doing more content for all of you. But if you don't remember how the show used to be before COVID, let me remind you. Before COVID, we would do things a little differently and thus how I want to start doing things again. Talk about that after this. So The way the show used to work, Future Felix with Billiam, originally it was a show about all of the movies coming out during the week, all of the movies hitting theater that I could find out about. That's everything from a big budget blockbuster to a small indie film. Sometimes I'd even find super small films only hitting two theaters, usually New York and LA, sometimes, but I would talk about all of the films coming out, break them up into two categories, wide releases and interesting indies, and the other category was limited release films. Limited release films were the movies that just didn't catch my attention and also weren't getting a wide release. The other category, wide releases and interesting indies, were, well, all of the wide releases, no matter how much I cared or did not care about them, and the indie movies that did catch my eye, generally a more positive segment. I would give the movies a score called the Billiams Interest Level Score, or the Bill Score, which would go anywhere for a zero for those films that just weren't interesting looking those films that you just wanted to skip to an 11 yeah that's right we turned it up to 11 here but let me tell you how i viewed the 11 score technically it is a 1 to 10 score but the 11 were for, were for those films that really stood out were for those films i was really excited for if you see me review books on instagram or when i start blogging again that's that's how it worked on the blog and on that gram It would work by a 1 to 10, or a 0 to 10, actually. And for those that blew my mind, it would get an 11 because I felt like they had to be singled out. Then I would also have a pick of the week going, Hey, if you see a single movie this week, it should be this movie, and I would tell you what it was. And then I would go over the question of the week and send you along your way. What I didn't talk about is I would also, in the beginning of the show, talk about the trailers and news that have caught my eye. All new trailers that caught my eye, all the new news that caught my eye. But again, I'm human. I'm just one person doing this show. So I also put the question out to you. Hey, did I miss something? Did I miss a trailer? Did I miss some news? Let me know. And it has happened a couple times. I've I've had uh, some of my uh, some of the regular listeners, uh, Brian Q and Frat Matt, point out something. Uh, Most of the time I had noticed it, but I had already recorded and was being too lazy. So I just tell them going, look, I did see it, but I'm just a lazy a-hole. And they go, oh yeah, we expect that of you because you're a lazy a-hole. No, they didn't say that. They're very nice. But that was a show in the nutshell. And I I want to slowly start getting back to that. Uh, I know I've said before during COVID that as soon as theaters start to open up again, I will start to do the show normally again. But the fact of the matter is there just aren't as many movies coming out now. But what I'm going to start to do from now on is I am going to, starting with episode 201, go back to the old format. But if there's not a lot to talk about, then I am going to talk about a movie I've watched recently on streaming. So, yes, here's the official announcement. Since things are slowly starting to open up again and we're starting to get a hold on this whole COVID thing, I'm going to go back to the way the show was. And if there's not enough content for a whole show, I will talk about a movie that I saw on streaming. But I still want to make it very clear that please still be careful. Please still be very careful. Take the precautions. Get the vaccine. Wear a mask even if you have gotten the vaccine because it's what it's what is expected in public. Just be smart about it. Please, just take care of yourself and watch out for other people as well. So my friends, yes, let us get on with the show. So I'm going to talk about the news it's just in from Hollywood, the news. Our first story is a very, well, it's a story we should have seen coming. This is about the Oscars that happened recently. So I'm going to go over the winners if you didn't know, because I forgot the Oscars were even happening. Normally, I, you know, I used to make it a bigger deal on the show, but I, I don't care anymore. We all know that the Oscars, it's just a money game. It's all about how much money the studio can put into a film to get it in front of the voting body's faces and how many for-your-consideration gifts they can send to people. Apple's shiny new product isn't a bribe. No, it's a thank you. Thank you for considering us. Uh, if you hear clicking in the background, it's because I'm actively looking this up because I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot who won. I know the big story, though. So the winner of, let's start with, best director best director is Chloe Zhao for Nomadland Nomadland Nomad Nomadland won big this year I still haven't seen this but I really want to I think it's on Hulu I, I so I know it's available on streaming right now best supporting actress Yun young Jung I think is how you say it from Minari another movie I want to see and another movie that's been making a lot of waves uh, best supporting actor Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah We have Best Actress winner Frances McDormand and Best Picture *Nomadland*. That is *Nomadland*, the movie that won Best Director. And if you didn't know about the controversy about this, here's where it comes in. Because normally, that's the order in which these things go. We have uh, Director, Actress, uh, Supporting Actress, Supporting Actor, Actress, Actor, Best Picture. Sometimes we have smaller ones thrown into the mix too, just to keep people around, so people just don't tune in near the end skip all the beginning just to watch the big ones but it always ends with best picture that's always the biggest one except for this year this year they put best actor last and seemingly hinted big time that it was because of chadwick boseman chadwick boseman who was the favorite to win and like i said before the oscars may be sus as hell but sometimes the right person does win and I haven't seen the other nominees, but I have seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I think it was just okay as a movie. I think the reason you watched that movie was because of the fantastic performances. Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman were amazing. They were outstanding. I think the movie had problems with its pacing. I think the movie had uh, problems elsewhere, except for the acting, and Chadwick Boseman blew me away. The fact that he passed away is an unfortunate, very unfortunate part of this. But I like to think that he would have been nominated even if he was alive because it was a great performance. So they, for the first time in recent history, they move the order of everything around. People are thinking, oh, because they're going to do a posthumous award to Chadwick Bozeman. Who wins? Anthony Hopkins. So that made people scratch their heads going, wait, you, you purposely, purposefully moved this category around because a lot of us wanted chadwick boseman to win to get this posthumous award and then you give it to anthony hopkins not saying anthony hopkins didn't do a good job i haven't seen the father but but it felt like the biggest bait and switch that the oscars has ever done and i didn't even watch this one and i'm angry because because boseman won a lot of the awards except for the bafta the bafta did go to anthony hopkins but he was the clear favorite the clear favorite to win so this just seems like another case of the oscars getting it wrong and i think it's look i can't say that race had nothing to do with it i cannot say that because i don't know here's what i think though what i think is that anthony hopkins is just a bigger name for a lot of these older people because even though they're trying to get a new a, a, a whole bunch of new blood in the Oscars voting body it's still a lot of old people a bunch of these people see the familiar name Anthony Hopkins and I don't know how much money the the company behind the father put behind this but maybe they put more because remember even if all these people I, I fully believe that Chadwick Boseman I fully believe that Chadwick Boseman Anthony Hopkins Rees Ahmed Gary Oldman and Stephen Yuen or Stephen Yuen fully fully deserved to win the award any one of them would have been worthy of it i believe they even though i have only seen one of the films i bet you they all gave great performances but let's not think for one minute that talent alone and worthiness alone is what wins oscars and and i'm not like i said i'm not going to dive into the possibility of race being a thing about this because you know that i at one point unfortunately was on the wrong side of the Oscars so white movement because I didn't un- I didn't understand. Now I do. Now I have my eyes opened. I am literally woke when it comes to that. I get it. And honestly, if I knew what episodes of the show that I talked about it in, I would have go back and delete them because I I am embarrassed that I ever had such narrow minded thoughts. But in this moment, for this Oscars, this is a great reminder to everyone that talent alone is not what wins an Oscar. It's money. Money has a big part of it. Well, my future friends, our next story comes to us from Slash Film. Uh, People are wondering if In the Heights, Lin-Manuel Miranda's new movie, new musical, coming to limited theater release and HBO Max, if it will be the musical event of the summer. And here's my take. No, not at all. Here's why. It's going to be good. I bet you 100% it's going to be good. But Hamilton... So many people nut their pants over Hamilton. You mention Hamilton, and there are so many people out there that will just go apeshit crazy. They will cream themselves when you mention Hamilton. I think there's so much hype for Lin-Manuel Miranda's next thing that I think this is going to land just okay. I think they're going to be your people who love it. I think they're going to be your people who put too much into it and are going to be disappointed, and then I think in the end it's just going to be good. I think we're going to have a good film, the good message with good music, but I don't think it's going to be an event. Because I think events when when they mention events like this, like will this musical be the event of the summer? I think that has to be for something 100% new from someone who has never done anything before, that way there is no preconceived notions going into it and then it blows you away. That's my hot take. So, my future friends, have you heard of the movie Another Round, starring Mads Mikkelsen? Uh, Apparently, a lot of people loved it. I really want to see this film, but I don't know if I want to see it so bad that I want to buy it. So, I'm kind of looking for some place to stream it right now. But it's it's made the rounds in the indie circuit. A lot of people really like this film. Mads Mikkelsen is a fantastic actor. But it's already being remade. Not right this minute, but they're in talks to remake it, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. And there are a lot of people angry about this. Uh, this story is from IndieWire, by the way. A lot of people angry about this because why is it when a foreign country makes a movie and it's successful, do we have to remake it? Um, Netherlands? Was it the Netherlands? Was it Sweden? Sweden? Sweden! I think Sweden made the uh, a movie based on a Frederick Bachman book called A Man Called Uva. The movie was released. It did really well. I still haven't seen it because I'm not sure if I can stand that much crying right now, but I do want to watch it. But it's being remade with Tom Hanks. I'm torn because I love Tom Hanks, but I agree with a lot of these people. Why is it when we have a foreign film, does it need to be remade? And I understand the thought. Don't get me wrong. I understand the thought behind it. There are a lot of people out there, a lot of people who are not interested in foreign films. Maybe they're some of those people that go, I don't want to read, I'm watching a movie. Or maybe the fact that they don't understand the language and its subtitled affects their immersion in it. I don't know. Maybe you have a very good reason. Maybe you have a very good, non-problematic reason for not liking foreign films. That's your thing. That's fine. So I understand the need to remake these because it puts this story in front of a wider audience. But at the same time, why? Like if, if people don't care enough to watch a foreign film that's supposed to be really good why do we care if they watch it like why money i get it i know i know i know it's money money is what it all comes down to because a studio thinks they can make a quick buck by remaking a already loved film with a big star I don't know. I I can simultaneously see why studios do this. I can see arguments on why it's a good idea, but I'm also just bitter. I am old and bitter, my friends. I just, uh, I I don't like this. Well, my future friends, our final story comes to us from somewhere. W? What the f*** is W? W Magazine. Oh, that's the name of it. W Magazine. Okay. Well, apparently Anthony Hopkins, Sir Anthony Hopkins, is a classy bastard. Because reportedly, he too didn't see his win for Best Actor coming. He thought it was a uh, a shoe in for Chadwick Boseman. So he was in his hotel room because he's currently visiting his birthplace of Wales. That's where my wife's from. Yay, Welsh pride. But he's in Wales. And he heard quite a commotion in the hotel room next to him. He thought, what are they watching? Are they watching some football match? That's called soccer for everyone else. And everyone else in America, I mean. and um, then he finds out he won. So apparently uh, the next morning he posts on his Instagram, because Anthony Hopkins has an Instagram. Why wouldn't he? He posts a video saying that he's honored. Uh, He says, I hear him. Here I am in my homeland of Wales. And at 83 years of age, I, I did not expect to get this award. I really didn't. He then goes on to pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman, who he described as taken from us too early. And I think that was very classy of him. So not only did he not even think he's going to win, but when he did win, he's like, OK, well, let's let's acknowledge Chadwick Boseman. So good for him. Uh, there was something else historic about the Oscars. Um, uh, Chloe Zhao, who won for Nomadland, was the second female to win second or third female to win for a um, win best director role. And the, the for, for the first time ever, uh, two black women won for hair and makeup. So, yay, this was a very while while it was a very disappointing Oscar in that in the sense of Chadwick Boseman, it was a very good Oscars in the sense of diversifying the winners. Well, my future friends, that is it for the news. Once again, if I have missed any story, please let me know. Otherwise, it is time for our first break as we hear a word from our friends at We're Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa. And then we're going to play a little something they sent me.
1: I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're, we're Doing, doing fine. fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're, we're doing, doing fine. fine. Congratulations, Bill! Congrats, Bill, on two hundred episodes. It's Robbie (sighs) and Lisa here from We're Doing Fine, and we just want to say a massive congrats. Well done. How do you do it? Tell us your secrets. Tell us all your secrets, especially the voice. Yeah. How do we? How do we get that? You are the man, the myth, the legend. You have been building a podcast empire here. (laughs) Building (laughs) an empire. (laughs) Always love hearing. Your thoughts and opinion, I would be lost without your movie guidance. So please keep it up for 100, 200, 300 more episodes. And and your podcast advice, you are absolute goals. I can only hope that you'll be giving us a little message like this on our 200th episode. Yes. Well, the best thing that we can say to you, Bill, as always, is... Keep keep doing fine. And we're
0: back from break and... No, I didn't cry. You cried. That, that is a vicious lie. If you tell anyone I did, I will deny it. That is untrue. These This is just water. I accidentally splashed water on my face because I was getting a little sleepy. I had to wake up. That is what happened. But, Robbie and Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. You not only provide me with a wonderful show to listen to, not only have you provided me with someone to go, hey, I'm in the UK, want to grab a pint or something when I'm, uh, you know, in the area next, but you're always so supportive and I thank you very much. I, I fear that when I use my podcast voice, it, it comes across as disingenuous but I, I 100% mean it. So once again, thank you so, so much. And my future friends. Yes, it is. That's right. 200 episodes. I, it's weird. I didn't think I would make it this far, and simultaneously, I did not think I would make it this far, because it's nothing I really thought about. I, I quite literally took it show by show. I didn't have any illusions of grandeur. I never thought I'd—you know, you'd find me on the, ooh, trending podcast. Look how great this show is. Listen to all his listeners. And like, like Snarf Chris has told me, like my wife has told me, remember the minute you start caring too much about how many listeners you get— Maybe it's time to quit. And I'm happy that even though once in a while I worry about it, once in a while I worry that my like listenership may be falling, well, you know, going going down a little bit since all this started. I, I'm thankful for everyone who stays. I'm thankful for everyone who gives the show a shot. And who knows, maybe it's not for you. I get it. I have a, a really good friend of mine who told me that he wouldn't be listening to my podcast because he doesn't like podcasts with single hosts. And if that's you, that's fine. Uh, I hate him for it because he's my friend. Really, come on, f- you. But <laughs> for everyone else, you know, I thank you for at least giving me a shot. And if you've been around with me since the beginning, like I know a couple of you have, thank you so much. But let's move on with the next segment in the show. Which, as nope, that's the wrong intro. Jesus, I almost did it wrong. Did I even do the news intro properly? Oh, I don't know. If you if you suddenly heard the news intro music playing without me saying. As always is the news. I uh, I'm just thrown for a loop with episode 200. I I didn't know what to do for the longest time. I thought it'd be 100% special. Like I would do something completely different. I would just talk about podcasting, but I feel like I have something I do. I have something I do. I talk about movie news. I talk about trailers. I talk about movies coming out and I've done this since the beginning and i And what better way to celebrate 200 episodes by doing the same thing I always do, plus a little. So I know I said earlier that, oh, maybe I can keep this episode under an hour. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not going to happen. It's episode 200. But Robbie and Lisa, once again, thank you so much. Listening to your 100th episode, it inspired me, too, because you two just have fun with what you do. You, You enjoy what you do. And like you said, you could have one listener, you could have a million listeners. Well, you didn't ex- exactly put it that way, but you know what I'm saying. You do it because it's fun. And that's 100% why I do this. And that's 100% why I take breaks once in a while. You know, sometimes I'll take an extra week because you know what? I, much, I would much rather take an extra week off. I'd much rather take a couple weeks off and go do something. Is it a burning out? And I think that's, that's some great advice on <laughs> getting to 200 episodes. So Robbie, Lisa, thank you. All right, my future friends, let us move on to our next segment, which is everyone's favorite segment, The Trailer Trove. Avast and welcome to The Trailer Trove. Well, we have a trailer for a movie called Those Who Wish Me Dead. That's right. I know what you're thinking with a trailer with that name, Angelina Jolie. And no, I think uh, Jennifer Aniston has forgiven her by now. But no, this is a... Movie about a teenage murder witness who finds himself pursued by twin assassins in the Montana wilderness with a survival expert tasked with protecting him and a forest fire threatening to consume them all. And that's kind of right. Uh, If if you watch the trailer, it looks very interesting, by the way. Um, Angelina Jolie has always been hit or miss with me because I think that I do think she's really talented, but she has this kind of default character she plays in some of her middle movies. She's really getting out of that now. You didn't see a lot of it in the beginning, but in, in in her middle years, it really seems like she had this default character she kind of played. And I found it boring. But this one looks interesting. This is based off a book by an author named Michael Corita. And it was adapted to the screen by some other person and Michael Corita himself. This is directed by Tyler Sheridan, or Taylor Sheridan, who you would know from movies like *Hell or High Water*, *Wind River*, *Sicario*. Uh, he was a writer on the TV show *Yellowstone*. But I think this looks very interesting. So it's a action thriller starring Angelina Jolie as the main heroine. Who is she's a ex firefighter. Who uh, something bad happens when she's out fighting a forest fire. So she gets a job as a fire watch person. You know, those people in the middle who sit in the middle of national parks and forests and those towers and just kind of live there and watch out for fires. Then she sees this boy running around who looks injured, or as a teenager, and then finds out the story and decides to help him. I think it looks very interesting, equally watchable and skippable. Comes out May 14th. All right, everyone. Next up, uh, a quick movie from another country. Let's see what country this is from. This is from... Denmark, a Danish movie, that's right, starring Mads Mikkelsen himself. This is a revenge thriller about a guy whose wife dies in a subway bombing or something. His daughter survives, but someone who was on the train with his daughter who survived realized, no, this wasn't a an accident. This was an assassination attempt on someone else by this gang. So Mads Mikkelsen, being this badass former special operative or something, goes around killing all the people. And it's exactly what you need. Mads Mickelson is a highly, highly slept on actor by so many people. But you'll know if you meet a Mads Mickelson fan because they'll be able to mention a handful of things he's been in that they absolutely love. I can't wait for this. Comes out May 21st. Writers of Justice, once again. All right, my future friends, it's time to talk about the latest trailer for Army of the Dead and what a fing 180 this trailer takes. So if you start the trailer, uh, It's uh, Army of the Dead trailer 2. It has two distinct feels for it. The first third of this new trailer makes it feel like it's going to be some sort of, you know, action movie, but more of a dramatic action movie. And then it switches up and it looks like this very, a very ridiculous zombie movie. And I, I am down. This is direct, written and directed by Zack Snyder, who some people like, some people don't like, some people hated the Snyder Cut, some people really liked it. Uh, I thought it was okay. I, I liked it. It was fun. It was much better than the, uh, than the Justice League. But we're talking about Army of the Dead with Dave Batista, Hiroyuki Sanada, and I don't know why, but for some reason, seeing Tignataro look like a straight-up badass Made me want to watch this so much. I mean, it's Tig Nataro, the stand-up comedian. Tig Nataro from her show, Amazon show, One Mississippi. Movies like Instant Family. Few episodes of Transparent and Star Trek Discovery. Uh, I love Tig Nataro, and now I realized that I needed to see her in a zombie action movie this whole time. This is exactly what I need. This movie comes out May 21st directly to Netflix, and Lord knows... I'm going to do a special episode about it. All right, my future friends. Uh, uh, this next trailer was a trailer for a movie. <laughs> and I don't know what the f I I watched, but I want to watch it. Uh, this is for a movie called Annette that comes out on July 8th. It's about a stand-up comedian and his opera singer wife who have a two-year-old daughter with a surprising gift. And I 100% promise you I never would have come up with that premise based on the trailer. This stars Adam Driver, Marion Cotillard, and Simon Helberg. That's right, Simon Helberg from Big Bang. And this kind of looks like a David Byrne wet dream. You know, the guy who was the head of the, the leader of the Talking Heads and does his own music now. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just looks really weird. Very interesting. It's a, like I said, a dramatic musical. And uh, I kind of want to watch it. All right, friends, next up, we have what's supposed to be the final trailer for F9, The Fast Saga. That's right, Fast and Furious 9. And uh, it's a mix of the final trailer plus Vin Diesel basically giving a talk about, hey, what? guess what? Movies are coming back, and we're here for you. We're going to help you with that because the perfect movie to watch in the in the theater is coming out. We, You know how I feel about these movies. You know that when it comes to quality films there are a million things better than the fast and furious movies but when it comes to pure cinematic fun pure action enjoyment flashy turn your mind off kind of movies these are the perfect ones and the trailer showed us more of the scenes we've already seen like with with uh, Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez in their car ramping off this broken bridge and part of the bridge cable connects to the car. So they kind of loop around this big gorge and then uh, it I, I can't believe it. It looks ridiculous and I love it. It looks like so many people are returning. We're getting Han back. Helen Mirren's coming back. Charlize Theron is coming back. Added to the cast, John Cena. At least I think he is. I didn't see him in the trailer, but um, that joke is never getting old. Never. Not even once. I will always make that joke when I can. You can rely on me for that. But I cannot wait. July June 25th, I think. June 25th? June 25th is when it's back in theaters, and Lord Almighty will I talk about this on the show. Alright, everyone, let's talk about the next film in the trailer trove, and that is called Here Today. This is co-written and di- and fully directed by Billy Crystal. And it stars Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish, as well as, uh, I think, Sharon Stone. Oh, Sharon Stone literally plays herself, so it's probably a small role. Um, well, let's just say it stars uh, Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish, based on a short story written by Alan Zwebel called The Prize. This is about a veteran comedy writer, Charles Burns, who meets New York street singer Emma Page, They form an unlikely yet hilarious and touching friendship that kicks the generation gap aside and redefines the meaning of love and trust. So let me tell you what it's really about, because that did nothing. Basically, Tiffany Haddish's character wins a uh, dinner or a meeting or something with Charles Burns through an auction that her ex-boyfriend signed up for, and she won. So they're out and they kind of hit it off. Not in a romantic way, but hey, you're you're interesting. I, I like you. You're an interesting person. And the more they get to know each other, the more they trust in each other. It turns out I'm what I'm assuming is Charlie Burns has Alzheimer's and he's trying to get a final book written before he loses his words. So who helps out? But Emma, Emma decides to help out. She learns a lot about him along the way and tries to help him out. And this is going to make me cry. I know it 100% going to make me cry. And that's something Billy Crystal is really, really good at. Uh, his books, his, both of his books, I read, uh, 700 Sundays and still fooling them both made me cry. Um, Mr. Saturday night. God damn. Was that a good movie? Um, he's just really good. I love Billy Crystal just so, so much. And I'm glad, I'm so glad that he's one of the, he's one of those famous people from our youth. If you're anywhere around my age, that was just never canceled. Uh, seems like a very amazing guy. This movie looks great. Comes out May 7th. All right, everyone, next up, we have the first trailer for West Side Story. This is a remake of the 1957 musical, this time directed by Steven Spielberg and starring Ansel Elgore, Rachel Zegler and returning reprising a dip diff- or playing a different role is a Rita Moreno. She was Anita, I think, in the original. But this is just a short trailer that came out about a minute, 20 seconds, a uh, it- It shows that, well, it does look like a modern movie, and it does have dancing, and I assume there's going to be singing, and I also assume there's going to be commentary on race relations, and yeah. So exactly everything we expect from West Side Story, you know, basically a retelling of Romeo and Juliet, but with different characters and music, which I'm okay with because I liked West Side Story. But here's what I forgot. Uh, what did Ansel Elgore do again? W- was he the one that choked someone, or did he- is he the one that wanted to have sex with dead people? I- what what's his thing? W- what did he do? Someone remind me because I can't keep up with it. Sh-. That trailer came out. We have three more trailers to talk about that I'm very very excited for. And I don't know what I-, I don't know what order to do it in. So let me just pause while I think about that. Okay, I lied. Two trailers and that. You know, that short little teaser we saw for Ghostbusters 3 with the tiny Stay puffed Marshmallow people? Um, Lots of people were angry about that. But remember that the terrible nerd fan base that a lot of these movies have are the most vocal. The awful Star Wars fans are more vocal than the ones who aren't horrible people. And if you saw any of the commentary about Falcon and Winter Soldier... All of the super racist white people came out of the woodwork for that show. And I think we do have to remember that even though we may see a lot of negativity about these things, that it's just the the angry vocal people. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, we're looking at one small scene in the movie. You know, it may not even be in the movie. It looks like a, a commercial for Baskin Robbins because I... I wonder if this is going to be just a small part, like the ghosts are starting to take over the city, and we see Paul Red experiencing this, or if it was just an ad. I, I don't know. All right, the second-to-last trailer is the first trailer for The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. This comes out June 4th in theaters and on HBO Max. Uh, Hopefully, we'll get to see this in theaters, because, you know, more. like I said, more and more people are getting the vaccine, and... If we're smart, I think we can do it. But this is the fourth movie in the Conjuring series. Not the Conjuring verse, the Conjuring series. And this apparently is their most famous case. The demonic case that shocked America. Like, did it? Did it really? I mean, it, made, it may have made news a little bit. Someone may have read the the news story and went, oh, sh**. Huh. Uh, but I'm not sure if it really shocked America. But uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson return as Lorraine and Ed Warren. And that's all I need to know. I love these movies. They're my favorite horror movies. Uh, I can watch them over and over. I think they're really good. And fun fact, the young, the young kid in this, David, is played by a kid named Julian Hillard, who you saw in The Haunting of Hill House as young Luke, who you saw in WandaVision as Billy, WandaVision's kid, Billy. So yeah, this this kid is killing it. He's out there doing a lot. Uh, and I'm very excited for this Conjuring film. And as long as it's better than The Nun, that's all I want. I just want it to be better than The Nun. I would be happy if it was better than The Curse of La Llorona. I'd be happy if it was better than uh, Annabelle 1, which wasn't bad. I just want this to be a solid film. I'd be happy if it was somewhere in the middle, but of course I would love it if it's my favorite Conjuring-verse movie, which, I, I mean, come on, I don't think it's gonna be. But my future friends, let's wrap this up with the trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and I am pumped. I am so stoked for this. And we're, we're beginning to see a future Avengers movie flesh out, aren't we? After the events of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, And we see this coming out. We have we have so much more coming out in forms of uh, one shot TV shows on Disney Plus and the movies that Marvel is uh, putting out. Uh, We're seeing the new the new big story. And of course, now is the time in this phase when we need everyone's introduction. This is Shang-Chi played by Simu Liu, uh, who or Liu. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say it. Uh, You would know him as Jung from Kim's Convenience, a fantastic show. Also stars Aquafina, Michelle Yeoh, Ronnie Chang. This is a really good cast. It looks really good. I am very happy with this. And come on, Marvel, just bring back the Defenders and let's just do this. It would be sick. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings comes out on September 3rd, 2021. Uh, hopefully things will be better by then, like fully better by then, I doubt it, but hopefully things will be so much better by then that all of us will get to see it in theaters, and there's no, oh, going straight to Disney+. Plus. But if you haven't seen the trailer, check it out. It looks really good, and I I can't think of anyone better. I, I don't think there's anyone better to play Shang-Chi than Simu Liu right now. Well, my future friends, that's it for the trailer trove. Let us take our next break. This time we're going to hear... A uh, very nice word from our friends at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast, and then we're going to hear their ad, and we'll be right back.
1: There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach wall-to-wall filthy fucking language
0: go to a grocery store i'm like i know exactly what i need i get in there I'm like yeah, <laughs> the yeah did i even come here for
1: with our charity swear jar every fucked up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction
0: the mother a mouth breather
1: gaming movies life musings it's all here served on a bed of and garnished with a crown of shut the How the did we get here? All that jelly bean. So, if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. Hey, this is Ken, Dan, and Critter from the Watch Your Mouth podcast. Just taking a minute to express our heartfelt congratulations to Billiam and Future Flitch with Billiam on your 200th episode. That is no small feat.
0: 200 episodes. That is fing
1: ridiculous. That's sick as fing, And we had quite the lead on you, but you just kept steadily churning out episodes, and you know what? You green shelled mm-hmm. us. Yeah. There was no trickery. That was just pure skill. Yep. Writers were taking the turn. Bam. It's the tortoise and the hare all
0: over again, man. I mean, like, we're like, yeah, we're right way out in front. Boom.
1: Yep. Is that what happened? The tortoise took his shell off and kicked it at the <laughs> rabbit. Fucking <laughs> like, nailed Got it. Got him in the ankle. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm down! And then that's where you get rabbit's feet. <laughs> there it is.
1: <laughs> took the whole foot off. I'll keep this for luck.
0: <laughs> Seriously, man, it's really awesome. 200 episodes. And through the pandemic. Now, that's, that's impressive. Robin. Just kept it going. And I hope it goes on for another 200. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Could you let us catch up, though? That would be fucking fantastic. There's, There's no, no fucking way, man. I it's don't. over. It's We're over. <laughs>
1: but they stopped making movies, and he still got ground on us. Yeah. So, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're <laughs> like, no movies. Billiam's like, get it, new show. <laughs> yeah? Watch this. Hold my popcorn, fucker. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations, Billiam. Here's to the next 200. Keep up the good work, bro.
0: All right, we are back, and yeah, no, I'm sorry, I I'm not going to slow down, and I I was proud when I overtook you. I I was proud, but of course, I also I am still very jealous of you guys being able to keep this show going. With you've gone through uh, so many changes over the time, because you originally had okay, Critter wasn't there originally, but it was. Oh, God, were there five of you originally? And now it's down to three and you still slay it. So thank you very much for producing content that I love to hear. And thank you very much for your kind words. Well, without further ado, let's move on to the movies coming out this week in theaters. All right, here we are with the movies coming out this week. And I swear, I need to come up with some little jingle. And Ken, I know you're a musician. And Robbie and Lisa, I know you came up with wonderful jingles or, or your own Intro music, help me out. I I would love it. I am I am terrible at this as you can hear. <laughs> my my uh theme, the future flicks theme was created by uh was created by Snarf Chris. I think the sound of the movie reel was my idea, I think. But he found the song. And I believe if I remember right, there was talk one time about asking Ken from the Watch Your Mouth Podcast to do a new intro for me, but But honestly, I have no clue what happened to that. But you know what? Uh, We will come up with a jingle for this. I guarantee it. But let's start off with just mentioning that Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is getting a re-release in theaters. I don't know how wide of a re-release. This could just be an incentive to get people's butts back in theaters. Because there still isn't a lot coming out. I'm looking at this weekend's kind of slim pickings. Slim pickings. I'm sorry, That's a, that was terrible. And probably about like one of you got that joke. But I do think this is a good idea, re-releasing these movies in theaters, especially movies from the, the time that Scott Pilgrim came out, because maybe there's some people that have since loved that movie, never got to see it in theaters, and now is your chance. Uh, I remember watching this. I remember when I watched this, uh, I was with my uh, two friends, one current friend, one former friend, AJ and Max, and... Uh, another friend don from big d big d the movie hunter on youtube i hope you all follow him uh, his videos are great he loves movies he's so knowledgeable he's so into it he, he's just fantastic but i i remember this specifically because we got in, we got burgers first but don was feeling terrible and he thought hey i don't want to ruin your movie day uh if we get to the theater i'm still feeling bad just leave me in the car i'll sleep in the car and uh, you go watch the movie, and we ended up all seeing the movie, and we were so happy; it was so good. It was just a really good day. But let's talk about the first movie coming out this week. That's new. It's called Cliff Walkers. This is a limited release in theaters. That's right. I am talking about theater movies again, uh, and I have to if I'm going to start going back to the way things were. But Cliff Walkers in the puppet state of Machu Machuco. In the 1930s, four Communist Party special agents, after returning to China, embark on a secret mission. Sold out by a traitor, the team finds themselves surrounded by threats on all sides. And this is from China. Weird. Just a quick reminder that any uh, comments I ever make about China the country has nothing to do with Chinese people, and it's a comment on the government. But this is not a political show, so I hopefully will rarely talk about that. Let's move on to Limbo, another limited release movie. Omar is a promising young musician. Separated from his Syrian family, he is stuck on a remote Scottish island awaiting the fate of his asylum request. This stars Amir El Masri from Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan and Vikash Bai from Pandora. And it doesn't look bad, but once again, even now, even now, before we're fully going back, you know what, especially now especially when we can't just walk into a theater and watch a movie whenever we feel like it. Especially now, a movie really has to do something to get my attention. And maybe one day I'll watch this. Who knows? Maybe this is a movie. Maybe this is a movie that will be very good. And you know what? Brian Q will watch it. And then in a couple years, he'll go, hey, have you ever watched this movie? I'm like, no, let me put it on my list and then forget about it because I am a huge dick. And that is what I do. (laughs) Uh it it just doesn't look bad. Um what else can I say? I'm I'm very sorry. That's why if you weren't around when the show uh in the old format of the show, which is soon to become the current format. Yay, blue noises, blue noises, party noises. If you weren't around for that, that's why I lumped certain movies in a limited release movie section cuz I had nothing to say. It was just like, "Oh, looks interesting." Or "Nah, I don't like it." So uh we'll return to that soon. Next up, we have Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. This is an Amazon original movie. An elite Navy SEAL uncovers an international conspiracy while seeking justice for the murder of his pregnant wife. I don't know why I chose that voice for that. That's very weird. (laughs) This stars Michael B. Jordan from Black Panther, Jodie Turner-Smith from Queen and Slim, Jamie Bell from Snowpiercer, Guy Pearce from Memento. Lauren London from Games People Play, and Todd Lassence, I think, from Vampire Diaries. The good old VD. <laughs> I I have a weird relationship with movies like this, with basically anything Tom Clancy, because I, I understand they're entertaining. I get it. I'll probably watch it and go, wow, that was entertaining. But when I see these movies come out, even though it's Michael B. Jordan, who is dope, who I love... I'm still thinking that I've seen this movie before. It, it was called Tom Clancy's blah, blah blah or Tom Clancy's blah blah, blah or even Tom Clancy's yada-yada. But come on, a former elite military member avenging the death of his pregnant wife. We've seen this. We have seen this movie. But like I said, I'm a big fan of Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Bell, Guy Pearce. Come on. Th- those are household names. Let's move on to Things Heard and Seen on Netflix. An artist relocates to the Hudson Valley and begins to suspect her marriage has a sinister darkness, one that rivals her new home's history. This stars Amanda Seyfried from Mamma Mia. Here we go again. And Mamma Mia won, you know. James Norton from Little Women. Natalia Dyer from Stranger Things. Rhea Seahorn, I think, from Better Call Saul. Karen Allen from Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And Murray Abraham from Amadeus. Anyone like that Scrubs joke? night night Shyamalan anyway I like this cast um I like the fact this is a Netflix original movie I like the fact that we can watch this right now by the time you're listening to this episode you can watch this film sorry the episode's late by the way but you know some days you get off work and you're like hey there's something I have to do I know I have to do it and you get home and you're like it let's just do something else and we all we all get to do that because we're adults because we know when we absolutely have to do something, but I'm I'm going off on a tangent. Things Heard and Seen, uh, standard thriller, very standard thriller, but it has the benefit of having people I like in it and the benefit of being a Netflix original film. Next up, folks, we have Separation, a limited theater release. A young girl finds solace in her artist father and the ghost of her dead mother. Super happy, super happy here. This stars Rupert Friend from hitman agent 47 which i forgot was a movie and i like that they did this and the guy looked so much like agent 47 and it seems like it should have been a good video game movie but no one saw it anyway also has brian cox from super troopers madeline brewer from handmaid's tale and violet mcgraw from the haunting on hill house she played young nell and like i said about uh i can't even remember the film limbo uh this movie would have gone in the limited section just eh Looks fine. Here's a thought. Here, Here's something Here's something to ask yourself. Have you ever, this isn't a question of the week, but answer it if you want to. Seriously, I would love more interaction. Uh, I, I thank God for Brian Q and Frat Matt. I thank God for them. <laughs> Come on, Evan. If you still listen, just say something. Just text me. Just go, what's up? <laughs> but, uh, here's a question for you. Just think about this yourself. Um, when's the last time you watched a movie that you thought the tra- trailer was just, eh, But you gave it a shot anyway, and it blew your f***ing mind. When's the last time that happened to you? Uh, For me, one that comes to mind right away uh, was Hearts Beat Loud. I I loved that movie. I thought it was really well done. The music is great. I thought it was just a fantastic movie all around. And uh, the trailer, I thought, oh, okay, this looks okay. But it never made me go, yeah, let's go see this right now. But back to the films coming out this week, Percy versus Goliath is the next one. This is about a Canadian farmer who takes on a giant corporation after their GMOs interfere with his crops. And you remember me talking about this. I think it was uh, the last episode, episode 199, because we're on 200, baby. That's right. Uh, but this is the Christopher Walken movie. Uh, so it stars Christopher Walken from The Prophecy, Roberta Maxwell from The Postman, Adam Beach from Flags of Our Fathers, and Zach Braff from Scrubs. But let's be honest, in this day and age, Zach Braff, best known for being Florence Pugh's boyfriend. And nothing wrong with that. It's just funny now that so many of us knew Zach Braff from things like Scrubs. And now he's really now he's famous again uh, because he's dating one of the biggest actresses currently working. But if you remember the trailer for this one, I talked about it. This seems like it's about Christopher Walken, who plays a farmer. This is all based on a true story who harvests the seeds from the crops he plants. And then so he doesn't have to buy more seed the next year. So then Monsanto comes to him and goes, oh, by the way, you're using our seeds. Why haven't you paid us? He's like, no, 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 no. I harvest these seeds myself. And they're like, but, 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 but these are genetically modified seeds. We can tell because science, uh, these are our seeds. Pay us, bitch, because we need more money. We're a totally evil and heartless mega corporation. Just give us more money. And he goes, no. And, uh, you know, they fight in court. I think this movie is going to be a lot like Dark Water with Mark Ruffalo and Anne Hathaway. I liked it. It was it was a solid film. But I don't think I would have missed out if I never saw it. I went and bought the film because I thought, okay, this is a film I'm going to want to watch. Look at that cast. It sounds really... It just sounds really important. And it was okay. It was fine. And I think this is going to be a film like that. Well, my future friends, if you remember how the old show went... It's time for that again. It is time for the pick of the week. That is right. If you don't remember or if you weren't around, I would always have a pick of the week going, hey, if you see one movie that's coming out in theaters or on streaming this week, you watch this, and this is it. And it's not that exciting, because like I said, Not unblocked came out. Just, uh, just go with it. Just roll with it. Let's be excited. Clapping. Jazz hands. Spirit fingers. I love it. But... This film is a Netflix original called The Mitchells vs. The Machines. This is an animated film from the same studio that brought you Into the Spider-Verse and uh, something else. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot what the other thing was, but um, yeah, Into the Spider-Verse, people like that, right? It was really good. In fact, I think it was one of the best animated films of all time, and in fact, one of the best films in general. And I remember when the first trailer came out, I really didn't care, but something about it got a lego movie that's it uh spider-man into the spider-verse and lego movie uh but now for some reason i'm a little more into it i it could be that i've been so starved so starved for new stuff that maybe that's why i'm so stoked but um, looking at the the cast it's okay it's okay because it is famous people but For a lot of them, I can see why they were chosen. Uh, I don't know a lot about Abby Jacobson, who plays Katie, the main character. Let's see what she's been in. What have you done, Abby? Uh, Oh, it's Abby from Broad City. I never knew her last name. Okay, I get that. I 100% get that. So Abby Jacobson, Danny McBride, and Danny McBride has one of those voices where you're just like, yeah, okay, let's hire him, even though he may not change his voice up a lot because we know his voice and people want to hear it maya rudolph does voices all the time eric andre same thing olivia coleman's british fred Armisen, beck bennett voices yes this is great john legend and chrissy Teigen uh play husband and wife in this or voice husband and wife and i'm i'm down yeah this film looks interesting because this is about a Quirky and dysfunctional families road trip that is upended when they find themselves in the middle of the robot apocalypse and suddenly become humanity's unlikeliest last hope. So we have this dysfunctional family and of course are going to be dysfunctional because it makes the movie more fun. You have to have some conflict built into the film. Uh, the conflict comes in two forms. One, the family is all addicted to their screens and whatnot, which is a very modern problem. And two, the father and the daughter don't really get along anymore. They used to be very close, but now they fight all the time. Teenage daughter, old father, who his heart is in the right place, but doesn't really get it kind of thing. Which I think is a very, very relatable issue. Because it makes me think of my dad, who, who is a good man. My dad is a good man. He is a hardworking, just upstanding person. But there's so much he just doesn't get. And I'm not talking about, oh, you don't get this joke, or oh, you don't get why kids are doing stupid dances. He doesn't get it in the way that you and I will not understand our kids' lives, eventually. And that's f***ing terrifying, but because things change, and and you're just stuck. Aren't you But anyway, Mitchells versus the Machines, uh, the animation looks great. Uh, it looks quirky, yet not purposefully so. Uh, the dog looks hilarious. Um, But let's talk about the important things about this film. It is rated PG, and it's on Netflix. This is a great family film. It looks like it'd be entertaining for adults, and it looks like it's flashy and fun enough for even little kids who may not understand. It looks like there's action, but I don't think anything that would scare a kid. But let's be honest. You know your kid. You know your kid if they do you think that they'll be okay watching this kind of goofy sci-fi action, or are they just little little scaredy cats, little little babies? So yes, the Mitchells vs. the Machines, this week's pick of the week, and the first pick of the week since COVID started. Welcome back. All right, my future friends, let's hear a word from our friend Snarf Chris from both Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle. We will be right back.
1: Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the
0: podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast
1: app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds.
0: Hello Future Flicks with Billiam, this is Snarf Chris, the sometimes host of Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Square Circle Podcast. I just want to say how proud and happy I am of Billiam on his 200 episodes of this amazing podcast. It's been a uh, awesome experience going through this podcast thing we started with you years ago, and more importantly, uh, the friendship that grew from it. Uh, I I really do treasure it. Can't wait to slap you on the ass and enjoy a beer again sometimes in the future. So from me and the somewhat nerdy family, again, congrats on 200 and here's the 200 more. and hint hint to the podcast network coming back
1: bigger and better in 2021. Good journey, nerds.
0: All right, my future friends we're gonna we're gonna pivot, we're gonna swerve, we're gonna change course. We're going to not talk about those two movies. Uh, if you really really want to hear my thoughts on them, uh, let me know. Uh, I'll probably talk about them both on upcoming episodes. Or like Anne just mentioned to me, maybe I will start to do more one-offs about other movies, but we'll see. So let us just discuss uh, what what I have planned and the show and the history. Not a huge history. So two hundred and like I said, two hundred and ten episodes ago, technically I started this show, and I I just can't I can't go back and listen. It's just too painful for me. It's just too cringe. It's all the cringe. It's so bad. I don't know how someone listened to that and when I know, I'm going to start listening to this podcast. Uh, But thank you for people who have, especially if if you've been around since the beginning. I really appreciate it. I I like the show now. I like my style now. Because if you didn't know, in the beginning, it was all scripted. I, I scripted everything out I was going to say. It worked well because my writing style is very conversational. If you've ever, if you ever read a story I've uh, if you ever get to read a story I've written, you'll see that that's a very conversational way of writing. So that worked. That worked for me writing out my script, but I do think it limited me a lot. Now the episodes are a lot longer because now we have more segments. We have trailer trove and movie news, but also because I go on more rants. So you know, it kind of evens out, right? So I do have some news. Uh, I do have some news, and I was hoping that certain parts of this news would have actually come to fruition already, but I'm a lazy ass, and I forgot that I'm a lazy ass, so that's why that hasn't happened. But first of all, I want to talk about my wife, my wife, who has a YouTube channel, a BookTube channel you should go like, and subscribe. Well, watch first, you know, actually watch the videos. That'd be much appreciated, but she goes by rooting branches and she talks about books. So yay. Uh, if you search for her, you may see a lot of things about trees. Just keep on scrolling down. She's there. Trust me. I've done it. I've had to walk people through it. I've told a lot of my friends about it, which, uh, you know, much to her chagrin actually, but please support that. And We have a new podcast. Uh, We're trying to get it up on all of the sites or all of the apps, but right now it's only up on SoundCloud and Spotify. So if you have SoundCloud or Spotify, look for Super Dove Reads available right now on SoundCloud and Spotify. Like I said, uh, we will get it on all of the other podcast apps soon, and I will let you know when we do. But please give it a listen. My wife and I, we talk about books and we love books we love to read that is why i don't have time for other things like sports and you know exercising that's why i don't climb that's why i don't climb <laughs> is i'm too busy reading books watching movies playing video games doing all that great nerd sh- and i think i really am going to have to start um start cycling through the ads i play because i like i said i don't want to do more than the ads we already have and like Snarf Chris said in his in his message to me, yes, somewhat nerdy podcast network is coming back. I will no longer be the solo show. Uh, he misses it. I miss him. I'm going to take him up on that offer for that ass slap. You better not be lying. If I don't get a good hustle from you next time I see you, I'm going to walk the f*** out. I'm just going to turn around and go, nope, this booty didn't feel anything. Is that a little too weird? Do I go too far? I'm sorry. <laughs> but Yes, the network's coming back. I am super stoked. And, and you know, uh, nothing's been said about it, but maybe I'll be on some of those shows too, maybe, because I like some wrestling. I do. I like me some wrestling. And I like me some general nerd talk, so there's that. So we have the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network fully coming back. We have a new podcast from my wife and I, we have a new podcast from my wife and me called Super Dove Reads. Like I said, check it out right now. I would say uh, comment and rate, but um, we can't quite do that yet since it's not on Apple Podcasts, but it will be soon. Stay tuned. And my wife on YouTube and another part of my news. I am going to start YouTube too as well. And I'm scared. It was originally going to be a TikTok. It really was. Because, like I said, I've really grown to love TikTok. Uh, Straw Hat Goofy is fantastic. Uh, Jay Stubes, fantastic. They have a podcast now, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, how many times can I say fantastic? There's so many creators on TikTok that I love, but it's such a toxic app at the same time because, because TikTok does nothing to stop the hateful shit people say. Like some huge monsters out there say some truly awful things to creators and then a creator makes a video responding to it but the video gets taken down for hate speech but the person's comment stays up it just it didn't seem like a place for me yet because i am emotionally weak and cry easy no i i just don't want to be part of that community yet i want to wait till tiktok cleans their game up and then i might join but seriously watching my wife's videos just makes me happy it it does and I I want to do that, too. We're already doing a podcast together. Why not join her on the YouTubes? So stay tuned for that. That should be coming up in the next couple months as I start to think about stuff. It will be a book and movie uh, YouTube channel. Uh, The BookTube community is so is so open and loving and just welcoming that I might focus a little more on books at first, but it'll eventually get into movies as well. Since you guys know I love movies, I have a podcast about film. And honestly, I don't know what my goal is. I I think my goal is I just want to try new things and I think I'll like it because you you should never do things like this to get rich. That's not going to happen. Of course, it can. It very well can. Look at how many ultra rich YouTubers and TikTok people and podcasters are out there. It can happen. But you should never start something for that reason. You should start it because you love it. And I think I have something I could say, not only in podcast form, but in video form too. And believe you me, my future friends, you will know when that starts. And who knows, maybe even a crossover one day with, uh, we're doing fine with Robbie and Lisa. Cause I've been on all of the other shows I talk about. haven't been on that one yet. Look, I've been doing this for almost seven years now. And I just have to thank you all. Even if this is your first time listening, even if it's your 200th time listening, no matter how much you listen, no matter how long you've been a future family member, No matter how long we have been in a relationship through the podcast, thank you. Thank you so much because I have said so many times that people remind me that the minute you care too much about your viewership or your listenership, you should probably quit because you should do it because it's fun. And I do do it because it's fun, but it also helps to know that, yes, there are people out there who listen. There are people out there who enjoy my content. It did. I'll be honest, it did take some getting used to that a lot of you were silent partners in this. And I know I tease you a lot, but still, thank you. Thank you for listening, even if you have never commented in your life. Thank you for for this. Thank you for allowing me to do this. And a, a quick thanks to some people I, I haven't mentioned, or I have, have I? I can't remember. But a thanks to the the Too Nerdy podcast. I don't know if you guys are listening. I don't know if you listen, but you are very, very supportive on Twitter. I, I thank you so much. Uh, and same with the Oblivion Bar podcast. You guys as well are very supportive, and I can't thank you enough. Shows like you help me feel like this really is a community. And I also have to thank uh, the Twitter account Podcast Movement. Uh, they're not actually a on their own. They just help promote podcasts. Uh, thank you so much. Because my future friends, I'll be honest, even if they have never listened to an episode of mine, they retweet, they comment, they share, and that helps. It helps so much. It helps it helps me feel great about what I do, and I try to return the favor to them. I'm not as active on Twitter as I am on other things, so I'm very sorry about that. But the podcast community is is really great. And you, my my future friends, my listeners, do you have a podcast? Do you have a blog? Do you have a YouTube channel? Uh, I don't watch things on Twitch, but maybe share it with me anyway, and I'll share it with others. Let me know. I, I want to support you, because I have listened to the two nerdy podcasts. I like it. I have listened to Oblivion Bar. I like it. Of course, I listen to the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network, Watch Your Mouth, uh Doing Fine find Robbie and Lisa. I listen to them. And Geek of the Week is uh, Straw Hat Goofy and Jay Stoobes' new podcast. They are so big already, so they don't need me helping out. They've they've only had three episodes, and they've already cracked the top 100 podcasts of the day on Podboard 100-something. They've already made it on every up-and-coming list. They're huge. They love movies. It's amazing. But once again, thanks to the Too Nerdy Podcast. Thanks to the Oblivion Bar Podcast. Thanks so much to we're doing fine with Robbie and Lisa. You you guys are amazing. You you make me you make me happy. I, I like listening to your show a lot. I cat it's one of the few I keep up with, not weekly because I'll forget, but then I'll binge listen. I'm sorry, but you're one of the few along with Watch Your Mouth and When Someone Nerdy Comes Back. Them that I do keep up with. You're always so supportive and amazing the watch mouth podcast supportive and amazing Snarf chris always interested in how I'm doing and as a friend too, not just as a as the head of somewhat nerdy, but as a friend, thank you so much Brian Q Frat Matt thank you thank you thank you for being the ones who respond thank you it It does mean a lot. thank you so much for two hundred episodes i will i hope to be thanking you for a hundred more episodes. In a year or two, no, fifty-two weeks a year. It's it's going to be over a year. But I look forward to thanking you for that because it still blows my mind that here I am sitting at my desk with my wife behind me watching something on on the laptop with a cat staring at me. Why why are you staring at me with a cat with a cat staring at me? No, I was talking to Dresden with a cat staring at me. And you and you listen to me and I, I thank you for that. So once again, everyone, thank you. For 200 episodes. Stay tuned for what's to come. Stay tuned for more somewhat nerdy podcast network. Stay tuned for more future flicks with Billiam. Stay tuned for Super Dove Reads. Stay tuned for Reading Branches, my wife's bookstagram. Stay tuned for my YouTube eventually. Stay tuned. There's a lot more to come.